0: show where we bring you the news and information around the Washington National Guard. I'm Sarah Morris and on today's episode Jason and I sit down with Lieutenant Colonel Matt Braddock and Command Sergeant Major Tim Durr, the command team of the 2nd Battalion 146th Field Artillery Regiment. In this episode we talk about what the battalion is, how their mission supports the brigade, and their vision for the future. Enjoy!
1: Be sure to follow us on social media Stay up to date on all the cool events, stories, photos, and videos happening around the Washington National Guard. If you have a question, have a comment, or just want to say hi, send us a DM, PM, tweet at us, whatever, and we'll answer you. We also love to share and collaborate. Send us the photos or videos you take at Drill or AT and we'll tag you. Are you an active Instagrammer? Well, you might be a perfect candidate to take over our account. Send us a message and we'll set something up. To find us, do a search for WA National Guard. That's W A National Guard. And look for the blue check mark. Okay, so today,
0: Jason is here. He is. Yes, I'm back. He's back. Back again.
1: We need to do a podcast with. We need to redo our podcast about the 122nd and our recent deployment because
0: because that one did not turn out. Yeah, unfortunately, I was
1: in Erbil and we did a a podcast. I was talking about what we were doing over there, and for some reason, the audio didn't work out.
0: Well, it recorded, but it sounded atrocious so
2: the podcast didn't turn out not the deployment
1: that's true correct <laughs>
0: that's true uh and that was colonel braddock yes and we are also joined by sergeant major Durr, and they are the command team for the second battalion 146 field artillery regiment, regiment. yes and sure. so go ahead and introduce yourselves
2: all right uh, yeah uh Lieutenant Colonel Matt Braddock, um, Battalion Commander for Second Battalion 146 Field Artillery, um, King of Battle, Action Front, Boom, loud noises,
1: loud loud noises all noises. that. Uh,
2: yeah. Loud noises. Um, very proud of the unit. Uh, very just uh, honored to honored to be able to serve the unit that's uh, that's been my home since. 2001 I think Ish um, So yeah I, I, I couldn't ask for Anything more uh, You know In a, in a career um, That's you've, for
1: sure You've been field artillery Your whole career
2: uh, Actually I enlisted In 94 94, 93 at 93 As a uh, uh, Medic mm. So 91 Bravo Back in the day so I was, a, I was a medic for a while uh, and commissioned, uh, I think, commissioned in 2001 and joined the 2146. So I joined the 1st Battalion 161 Infantry in 1996, I believe. So I've been in the Washington Army National Guard since 1996, and I've been in the 81st Brigade since 1996. And I took a nine-month wow. break uh in rrb but i have been for all intents and purposes in the 81st brigade since 1996 and in
0: almost 24 years
2: almost 24 years right. of my 27-ish years of life in the over <laughs> half my life so i had this realization
0: <laughs> i was trying to help you out I know, yeah yeah and so
2: this year i had this realization i was talking to my wife and I said, I've been in the military for over half of my life—not adult life, but over half of my life. So that was kind of a, an interesting epiphany.
3: But he's still not an adult yet, so
2: you'd have to be Maybe. an adult to have it be right. over half your adult he life. There. He's so, getting
0: there. On his way. Yeah, yeah.
2: I, I'm not gonna paint myself with that brush. I'm just
0: <laughs> Sergeant Major. What about yourself?
3: Uh, See, so yeah, I've been in the, i enlisted in January uh, '92.
0: Okay.
3: Um, in the battalion as an day soldier. So it was, uh, I came in as a, uh, I'm a true National Guardsman all the way. I did, a four, I did four years as AGR. Um, um, then I, uh, oof, I've been gone out of the battalion maybe five years total. Okay. Out of 28. Yeah. So coming up on January, if I was still in the battalion, next January would be 24 years solid. Wow. Um, I was a 13 Fox um, fire support specialist. I went all the way seven doing that. I became I worked in the reserves for a couple years as an operations sergeant uh, for the one oh fourth division, did that for a little while. Okay. Uh two eighteenth field artillery for a couple years, um two oh fifth a year as a my first became a sergeant major as an operations sergeant major. Um, see so yeah, I've got um, married for oof, twenty twenty eight years. Three kids, three grandkids, so it's good life. I work for Daimler. Um, okay. Work for Diamond Trucks North America in Portland, Oregon. As a quality insurance supervisor, and um, my love in my life, I'd probably say would probably be um, I do love the guard, truly love it. Uh, my wife knows I love it, and she's argued with me about retirement. <laughs> 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 she's I'll never retire, but
0: but you just got started. You
3: know, <laughs> but um, you know, retiring's always out there, of course. But you right. know, nothing planned anything soon, hopefully. But um, but she's uh, she's been involved too with me. She's been involved as a FRG for twenty six years. Wow. Some form of fashion. From a couple of years after I got in, she got involved, and so she's been involved for this just amount of time. And I think she loves it more than I do.
0: Awesome.
3: So um, that's yeah, the key, right that there. Is, <laughs> that is. She's a special woman too. So, and then, um, so, um, I. The cool part was I became a first sergeant. Um, in this battalion, and I became a CSM. In this battalion.
0: That's awesome.
3: And I'll be leaving this battalion as a CSM, and kind of, I did the whole every rank in it, and. And uh, I truly enjoyed it, truly enjoyed the battalion. Been through every change and every phase the battalion's been through, so. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> but, yeah. And then, um, but I, I want to put a couple caveats out there about my commander, current commander. Okay. Um, Colonel Braddock. Um, to to have a fresh face, a fresh mindset, a couple years, you got a year and a half ago now, year and a half ago now, which was nice to see. Um, came from Lieutenant Colonel Moshalo, now Colonel Moshalo, great leader. Um, We've had some amazing leaders in the battalion, uh, the battalion commanders, and um, I knew him when he was a lieutenant and a captain. I'm not going to tell you nicknames. We had four <laughs> back then, but um, but we had, yeah, he had we have a lot of background together. I don't know if people don't right. know that. Um, so he's like I said, he's came with a fresh mind, fresh face, motivation, and drive. Um, he's wanted to come in and change the battalion, which has been amazing. Um, the hairbrain ideas that we come up with, he's usually like, let's go with it, see if it works. If it doesn't work, <laughs> we go with another idea. So, and it's been it's, it's been, a, it's been a refreshing to have, have him around. And, and unfortunately, the coming up probably next next March, we might be losing him as a battalion commander. But um, it's going to be, it's it's been a fresh and refreshing experience. I know the one that falls behind him will have to build on what he's currently building, but it's been an amazing couple of years so far.
0: Awesome. Well, that's a great.
1: Well, what's made it refreshing? Yeah.
3: So you're looking at um, coming into a year. We, we had low retention. We had um, how we try to when he first came in. One of the conversations how are we how we going to balance retention, um, challenging the NCO leadership to um, take on that piece, to um, and ha- making the, the the NCOs, especially the senior NCOs, myself and the first sergeants more of the face among the soldiers. Um, him and I had a com- com- quite a few conversations about how to utilize me as a sergeant major, even. When it's very few documents, very few, I just documented how to use your CSM in the battalion. Right. And going forth and utilizing me as an of my senior NCOs to ensure that his vision and his concept are down to the lowest level. I mean, you're talking, um, I'm at the battalion and on the field, maybe the mornings for a meeting, maybe, and then morning at night for another meeting. I'm at the gun level the whole entire time, so looking at soldiers, talking to NCOs, right. looking at what's going on in the battalion. I'm his eyes and ears. Yeah, at the, at the enlisted field. So, for him to um, get a grasp of what's going on in the lines, it's it's me. Um, even the commanders, the company commanders, sometimes they don't even know what's going on in their lines. They get something from me, and it's like it's a shock to them. You know, I didn't right. know was happening, but and that's what it, that's what it's all about is is getting the getting me down to the, to the to the guns to the soldiers down the ground the E1s E2s, and to be the that I you know some NCOs would call me the the pain in the butt. Um, to be in their back pocket all the time. Hey, what's why's your vehicle dirty? What's going on, you know? Um, well,
0: you're doing quality assurance, right?
3: I am, mm-hmm. quality assurance and training, Yeah. <laughs> and uh, to ensure that they're all hearing to the standard. You know, I'm very proud of our battalion. Out of last AT, our battalion was in their uniform the entire time. And you while know, I was driving around, other battalions were not in uniform. I'm like, oh my <laughs> gosh, you know? And so it was, it was a little experience. So I was very proud of my battalion in that respect. Um, we've been, uh, but it's been refreshing to have him around. He has clean ideas, new ideas of how we can improve, train, um, certify, mm-hmm. and he came in from being, hey, he, we, we, you know, we not right now the soldier-centric, the soldier first concept is going through our, our state right now. Right. We started that two years ago.
0: Yeah, we're talking to General Dent tomorrow. Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah and uh, we started that when he first came in. We already had plans already in, in place with when C- Lieutenant Colonel, Colonel Mastralo left. But ideas, he grasped onto a lot of it, and we ran with it. So we already were, we were already been practicing the soldier first and the soldier centric concept, getting it down to the lowest level at that point already by the time. Mm-hmm. Even when Colonel Denk came through, we had already, as a command team, had already started practicing that. So when he came in and said, hey, this is what we want to do, we kind of looked at each other and goes, all right, we're on the <laughs> right track. You know. Been there, so, done that. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's, so it's it's something we it's, it's it was nice to see and nice to have him around. It's going to be, I leave in October, then he leaves in March, and then. The battalion so it's going to be it's, it's going to we've had a great run for the last couple of years nice so.
0: awesome well that's a good segue into what is the second battalion 146 field artillery regiment
2: it is a direct support field artillery regiment to the 81st brigade striker combat team which means we are the indirect fire support element for the 81st brigade dedicated to them so whatever their mission is we are we are their primary fire support asset.
0: What does that mean? What is indirect fire?
2: So indirect fire it is just that. So it is fire beyond the line of sight. Like how far? uh, (laughs) Like like 18 kilometers far. So if you go to a rifle range and you take aim with your rifle you would be engaging something with direct fire. You can see it it's there in front of you. Um, you can hear the report of your rifle, and you can hear the, you know, maybe the tap of the, the dirt on the other side and in the indirect world. Uh, we have a, I, I have a funny saying. It looked good when it left here. Um, I always, <laughs> I always close out some of my, my speeches with that. It seems to get a chuckle, but uh, it means just that. It's you know, it's the art of uh, firing a bullet from where you stand. And have a, really a really big, <laughs> a big one, really big 96 um, pound piece of steel, yeah. uh, onto uh, a target which is beyond where you're looking. So it's, uh, it, it's a lot of fun. I, I'll be totally honest with you, it, uh, it wasn't on my radar when I joined as a, a brand new second lieutenant. I went off to Fort Sill, Oklahoma, the
0: beautiful. Fort Sill, Oklahoma. <laughs> the oasis of the Midwest. Lotton, where, Oklahoma. Where the winds come sweeping you off your feet. Oh, I, it, it's, it's so windy. It's home.
2: It's home. My, my wife loves it. Uh, uh, I love it. But, it, I would, you know, you you go there and you get your first taste of what it takes to, to make all that happen.
0: And, and that's a tough school. There's a lot of math. Well, it,
2: there is a lot of math. Uh, I keep telling people, I always tell people that, I'm not a mathematician. I'm not good at math. I took, uh, I took math twice in college. I took the same math class twice in college, finite math. Um, funny story, I kind of calculated what my end grade would have to be, um, and I miscalculated and So <laughs> I, uh, I so took it again. It's good that you took it again. So if a guy like me can go there and pass, right. it, it's all about application. It's right. all about dedicating yourself to a process. And it's a big process type. So, so goals—it's kind of the avant-garde thing to say. Our know, goals are—you know—goals. Goals aren't what you gotta focus on. You gotta focus on the process. Right. Process leads to goals. Well, in the field artillery community, that's kind of how we operate. And so I—I I hear stuff like that, and I, I say, well, I've been living processes my entire life. Right. It's just—oh, again, over half of my life I've been in the service of the guns. Um, and so it's just a big process. Anyway, an incredible, an incredible um, feeling that you get when you have put everything together and it actually works. Um, and it works all the time,
0: It's pretty. but, but it's
2: still a great feeling. It's pretty <laughs> cool
0: to watch because I got to do uh, cover the artillery raid um, where they dropped it from the Chinook and, and did the whole process, and that was pretty awesome, i got to say.
2: Yeah, and that's the kind of stuff that, uh, that's the kind of stuff that Sergeant Major was talking about. We want to, you know, we focus on, we want to focus. So when I came in, we really wanted to focus on the gun crew. We wanted to focus on the guns. It was, it's all about the guns. In the artillery, it's all about the guns. They are... And you
0: guys only use the 777 platform, or you have other platforms? We
2: only use the 777. So if, if the gun isn't working, then we in some way are not meeting our requirement to the customer and the customer is the 81st brigade commander and the other battalions that count on on our on our efforts so anyway that that's what we do so we service the we service the targets and we service the the mission for the 81st brigade first and foremost and and that's what direct support means in, in, in a nutshell so um we also do a lot of planning uh inside of our battalion we we hold a lot of planning assets, uh, or personnel rather. Um, and so we do that for the battalions and we also do that for the brigade uh, at large. So not only do we deliver the fires, but we can plan them and we can plan for other fire support assets. So the battalion has a, a very wide reach. So it's got it's got roots in every battalion and brigade headquarters. Um, we are definitely ingrained everywhere and we're unique in that way so a good field artillery soldier will know the battlefield He'll know his craft uh, he'll be an expert in his craft but or her craft and also uh, know everybody else's craft because you got to know everybody else's craft if you're gonna if you're gonna figure out ways to make somebody else successful you better know what somebody else is doing
0: right, right.
2: you got to know what's you know what their challenges are and what their problem set is and so you're gonna try to help them solve that and that's what we do and so Sergeant Major and I have worked together for years and years and years, and i uh, I have worked in in service of the guns for again more years than i than I can count accurately and um, but, but don't get me wrong, I can count accurately uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, you know, thank God it doesn't require me to count accurately to make the artillery rounds land where they ought to, but we. Really wanted to focus on the gun itself, and focus on the soldiers who are directly in the service of the guns. Their so,
3: skill level, specifically, this, to yep, to bring them up to a point where they feel confident and um, secure about what they do. Yeah. Right. They feel like soldiers again.
0: Right. Yeah.
2: So, so really focusing focusing on those tasks and those skill levels and those artillery tasks that are at the gun level and not necessarily focusing on those that go above into other echelons, um, simply because in our craft, uh, if you can't do, if you can't deliver the fire, um, then all the planning in the world isn't going to get you anywhere
3: right. because
2: it's all for naught. it's hollow. It's, 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 uh, it's, it's hollow. Um, so that's what we wanted to focus on. So when, when the CG came in and, um, you know, the one chain of command, soldier first, soldier centric, uh, you know, building winning units, um, brilliance in the basics. It, it nested our our ideas and his strategy nested very nicely. And we were able to we were able to just jump right on. Um, and I think we've seen I think we've seen some of the we've definitely seen over the last year. Uh, fruits of that labor. Um, on the retention side of the house, you know, not to get geeky on it, um, but but we've definitely um, we've definitely righted the ship, and, and we've definitely not righted the ship. The ship wasn't going in the wrong direction. We have definitely uh, made improvements. Right. Um,
3: we made it, We made it, we made a, a good impact yeah. previously than this, and then um, just come up with new ideas and more requirements. And General Dent came up with his, his yeah. philosophies and. Uh, we just kind of we just improved on what we already had. Mm-hmm. and so. But the the other thing that we've done,
2: which is going to pay dividends down the road, is we've created a climate, an environment within the battalion where people understand that, and, and I finish all of my talks um, like this. It's, it's the, you hear me say, service of the guns. We serve the guns. We are a piece of the gun. In all my speeches that I give, I talk about, the unforgiving cold steel of the guns, and how we, you know, they'll, they'll always be there waiting for us, ready for us, and, and that's, we are a part of their system, we are a part of them. They require us, and we can take those, if, if we do our job right, if Sergeant Major and I do our job right, we can take a gun and transfer that gun anywhere within the battalion, and, and the battalion can still be successful. And that's what we really try to do. So E6 and below, gun chief and below, the crew, where the preponderance of the people are um, in the fires community are, are, are really interchangeable. And so we are, are really members of 2146 with pride in our Alpha, Bravo, and Charlie battery lineage, uh, which, which is steeped in the state of Washington. 2146 has a really long history and
0: yeah we saw your book we
2: are we are a, we are right and so we we have very very deep roots and, coast
1: and artillery nike nike southwest, missiles yeah, yeah southwest
2: washington so it's yeah we we have um like you'll talk to people from bravo battery uh in longview and, and there, there's multi-generational Didn't soldiers we just
0: get a facebook message about someone from echo battery it was like a, I don't think a I coin, coin that or something it was a long long time ago and they were trying to figure out more information about, about them yeah
3: about lineage though we got um families in 2146 right um you know we a lot of a lot of the children that we've had soldiers have enlisted at this point um, some still call me dad from the day when they were like, you know, three or four when I was a, a platoon start, you know. Right. Um, but and it's, it's amazing to see that occur. Right. You know, and it's funnier when I'm a major and I woke up to them and I say hi to them. They freeze. They don't know how to, how to, how to do it. So, <laughs> should I give him a hug or should I just, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, it, it's, it's pretty cool. Talk about, he's talking about the, the, the family lineage, and that's really where we are a family. And it's, it's to see how that grows in the battalion is amazing. So
2: We had an FRG lead in Alpha Battery who did not have a service member any longer in the Washington National Guard.
0: Wow. And
2: just felt so dedicated to the soldiers in Alpha Battery. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say her name, Julie Hebert what was her all name. All right. Yeah. yeah. Julie it, it was
2: incredible. And, and we have, I've got two, I've got a, a captain and a lieutenant right now in 2146 that I work with. Um, I worked with their dads. Yeah. So did I. Yeah. So it was it's incredible to look down at.
0: Right. At,
2: you know, at these at these young uh, officers and know that it makes me feel old. But and know, <laughs> hey, look, you, you joined. I know, you know, 15 right. years ago when you were talking to your father uh, uh, about what you do and, you know, I, I must have been around, you know. Right. You know. And, and so. Whatever we did 15 years ago uh, wasn't so bad that you didn't want to join. It's just a great <laughs> feeling, right? It's just a
0: really yeah. good feeling. And I, I
2: look at them and I'm like, man, that. so that's the way it's got to be. right? And and I so think that's, that's what inherent
0: to the guard, too, as yeah. just uh, yeah. Yeah. a it thing is. That, that happens. Yeah. It's so, so bizarre to me.
1: <laughs> speaking, of, speaking of history, and I, I, I may, not, may be not 100% on this, but didn't the – Field artillery have a piece in World War II and the Battle of Los Angeles. Are you guys familiar with that?
3: So I believe it was the 205th, did it? Was it? Okay. They were 88 air defense artillery, I think, back then. Oh, okay. And they were there at the time. I know that. I don't think we were. So, yeah, 146 uh,
2: and 167, um, two battalions of artillery in the 41st Infantry Division. Kind of came about in about 1917-ish. Uh, um, fast forward to
3: today, it, yes, World War One, World War Two, World War Two, mainly Pacific Theater. Yeah, <coughs> so you're looking um, at um, New Guinea, Luzon, uh, Phil- okay. Philippines, and the Jap- Japanese occupation mm-hmm. in Japan.
2: In a mix of 155 in, in 1917, 1st uh, Battalion 146 was a 155 tractor-drawn uh, uh, unit, and then transitioned to. 75 millimeter howitzers. Um, and now, fast forward to today. So way back, back, back down five, the line, yeah, back <laughs> way one, back in the line. Back to one five five millimeter so, yeah. and second battalion one four six field artillery one one six seven second battalion or first battalion one six seven um, doesn't ex- does not exist anymore. But uh, yeah, it's two one four six has been around for quite quite some time. Yeah. Um, and it, it's interesting though to to hear you know, how it started. You know. Up in Seattle, Walla Walla, Washington, uh, in Southwest Washington, all point Southwest Washington, Vancouver. So, it's kind of been all over the place, and really mm-hmm. has come to rest in the Southwest Washington area.
3: You can uh, even go to uh, Walla Walla and see one of our guns that were actually in World War One. Yeah, huh. is it available. on display there? Yep, it's mm-hmm. in the park by the what's uh, the Fort Walla Walla. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, down there, artillery park. They have a bunch of artillery pieces down there. Yeah.
2: Hmm. So yeah, nice. Uh, Interesting, and and on the walls of the Walla Walla Armory, they have photos of Mm. the battalion. It's uh, or the Alpha Battery, (laughs) uh, rather, uh, before they left for World War One. It's incredible. Um, Nice. Yeah, it's really interesting.
3: But um, I mean, you're talking history too. It's it's it is even retired people still come back to the battalion. I'd say probably a third of our ball is retired personnel. Mm -hmm. They come back every year, and they've gotten involved in the FRGs as well. And so you tell me, it's it's pretty close knit. and Phil Artillery is a really close knit community. We've got a
2: big alumni association, which really grew legs, I'd say, 2000. Red legs, right? Uh, Red legs, yeah. Red legs. Big red (laughs) legs, yeah. The red (laughs) legs got darker. (laughs) About 2011, 12, which really took off. Had a couple of personalities retire back then, and you could tell just did not want to leave, you know, psychologically, mentally, you know, Mm -hmm. and and Mm -hmm. stuck around, and to this day are, we call them friends of the battalion, but they have an annual barbecue, they come to our events, uh, they'll once in a while show up at drill weekends to serve breakfast uh, on the way out the door. Oh, wow. Uh, And and, and they're pretty robust uh, in numbers, so we're fortunate
3: there very fortunate you know i so was looking at uh, every like like this last 18 they showed up on the day we were leaving and had breakfast ready for everybody we walking, walking out the door
0: that's so awesome well,
3: <laughs> right um, yeah so and i'm was, sure was, that that helps everybody
0: too with their camaraderie and it feeling does. part of yeah. the team
3: and yeah, stuff like that yeah and it's nice to see when they when the, the old guys they call them right. too, you know sorry my story <laughs> um but um, the old guy will tell the stories about what it was like what but their experiences to the young right. guys and and I mean, honestly, when I was talking, going to the retention phone calls and one guy actually brought up the conversations that he had with the old guys that he called them for, you know, <laughs> but, um, and how, how cool it was and how motivating it was. So he it's, it's why he wants to be part of that. Right. He wants to stay in, just yeah. be part of that. So it's, it's good to have them around. It right. really is. They're amazing individuals. I know everyone, every one of them. That's a scary too. <laughs> um, Sergeant Majors all the way down. I mean, for the one who gave me a ride back in this. Place car <laughs> back in the day when I was a private, but you know, and, and, and but yeah, it's 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 really it's a really great experience with every single one of those individuals. They are, and we love every one of them. When we see them. It's it's like a big family reunion every time we get a, get together. That's awesome. So,
0: I know I went to the 741st Ordnance Battalion's training at Satsop last year, and they had a triple seven that they were able to do the wash the stuck round.
3: Oh, the jammed round, yeah, the jammed it. round
0: yeah. um, thing, and they said that that was the first time they'd ever been able to do it at the training site with a triple seven, and they accredited that to you guys oh, well. allowing them to use the.
3: So we didn't jam. Not, not getting <laughs> it stuck. Yeah, no, right. yeah, <laughs> we didn't get it stuck, did we? No, they they
0: had like the whole thing, this the round, like the training round that got stuck or whatever, and then they showed how it. Uh, was they how it flushed the, wa- the water out. I'd of the like stuff. to know
2: what their technique is because. <laughs> anyway, it was really
0: interesting. So the what I saw was they flush it with water and it builds up so much pressure and then the the round releases and and that's how they do it. But it was just a training round, so it didn't wow. do anything. But I never thought of that one. No. It was it was pretty cool, and they said that it was like they were very appreciative because it was the first time they've ever been able to do it on an actual triple seven nice. for a lot of the guys that were going through the lanes. Yeah. And that's the cleanest gun that we have now. Probably. <laughs> it probably is or rusted out one of the two <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome
1: so you guys have been in the unit or part of the unit for a long time so you've seen it transition and recently you guys just transitioned from the tracked vehicle what what was that called please i'm just paladin yes okay thank the you
3: Those are it's funny. been
1: a while since i've
3: but you guys just
1: transitioned to the M triple seven, which is a toad mm-hmm. howitzer. Yeah. um Describe that transition. What what were some of the the bumps in the roads? Like how did well, how how um, how did it go? Were you
3: during transition? No, nope. I was at the oh. I was at the brigade. Okay, yeah, yeah I, was, I was I was at first board. sergeant at the time for headquarters battery. during are okay. a transition phase. It was. um uh, as for HHB, for example, for example, we were it was very slow. We had a lot of very specialty MOSs in the headquarters units, and keeping them occupied was was pretty difficult. Beyond, mm, yeah. <laughs> um, but um, bumps in the road would be um, biggest complaint. I got is um, it's cold, right?
1: Cause, yeah, you're
0: outside. Yeah, you're outside <laughs> it, yeah. You know, they
3: missed the rolling house, and they could turn the heater on, and or yeah. you know. Um, but other With than the that, AC,
0: when we when I was in Iraq, I got to. Well, I got to just do the little thing. And, yeah. and I was like, it's so nice in here with the <laughs> AC on.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, so, you know, in the, in the, the the most difficult piece is our speed. i will mean, probably say what, what the biggest argument, the biggest complaint we probably have on our side is speed. Because um, our right. element now can still outpace us. When we have the paladin, we can actually stick catch, stay right. with them. Right. Um, so now the problem, now we, take, it takes longer to replace. It takes so much time now. That um, before we have to be closer to the line of battle, the, the four line of troops now because of that that effect. Right. So we got to be bounding farther forward than we did before, to ensure that we can actually support the maneuver element on a regular basis. Um, that's that's probably the biggest um, setback we do have using the pal the triple seven. It's an amazing piece of equipment. I probably just to say it's amazing. It's just, it's just as amazing as the paladin really, as as ability to shoot, because um, you can get steel on target, you know almost. If, if, you, if your observers are good and they lays it right and everything's fine, you can steal on target every time. But um, it's the amount of amount of time it takes us to maneuver.
1: So, what are some of the advantages of the platform?
3: Advantages of the triple seven platform? Um, maintenance. Maintenance is one of them. Yeah, it takes a lot less than maintenance. There you go. Uh, you don't mobility. have a
1: you don't have to take care of the vehicle
3: as well. Okay. Air mobility. You air can, mobility. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Which I saw which, that firsthand.
3: Which is. Motivational cool. in itself yep, yep. to watch a howitzer flying through the air. Yeah. But also, um, if you ever deploy us, we can do uh, what's called artillery raids, um, which is more effective. You can actually take a helicopter and drop it off, drop off a howitzer in the middle of um, a ramp mountain range in Afghanistan, and we can start just shooting everything. If and you want to oh.
0: see a video of what that looks like, there <laughs> are some on our Divids page. Yes.
3: yes. <laughs> and they're amazing, by the way, as you guys know that. So I'll be able to look it up. Um, but. I, that would say probably the mobility piece of it. In that respect, we can do that. Um, it is it is an amazing piece of equipment. The way you can lay you can lay the system down, and once you're once you're laid on, it's it's accurate. Um,
1: so talk about the round itself. Is it or some kind of it's heavy. high high tech? I mean, like you can. Yeah. What what what's the, the describe the technology in the round itself? Wow. Yeah. G, GPS.
2: Uh, so. I always like to talk about the technology in the field of artillery in this way, and, and it really puts it in perspective. So, we'll get away from the the projectile, as it were, but um, with 2020, you still hook a lanyard up to the back of this thing and pull it. Mm-hmm. Right, that's how it fires. So, in in the modern age, where you would think, well, why do you even need gunpowder, right? Why do you even need a propellant in there? Can't you just like, can't there just be enough stored energy and and you could just like. Kinetically launch this thing. No, I like mean, gun? yeah. Like, <laughs> no, and so it, it is still a very visceral experience. You you take wow. a projectile, you pair it up with you know a propellant. You put some kind of explosive on the tip of this thing, um, which will mechanically <laughs> ignite it at the right time and place, and then you take a piece of string and you hook it up to the back of this multi-million dollar howitzer <laughs> tube and you yank on it. Yeah. Right? And, uh, and This it's, is a really good visual. It's, it's incredible to see. You've got radios going. You've got dust flying. You've got sol- run, yeah. soldiers running around. Everywhere, yeah. And you got little handheld computer devices and cables the size of your thumbs running all over the ground. And, and the, last, the last motion that you see is a soldier, you know, an <laughs> yeah. E2... Hooking a piece of string, turning off onto a the latch. light
0: in the closet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, and, and that's what it's akin yeah. to.
2: And then, and then you
0: pull it, but it's and, really loud. Yeah, and, it's,
1: <laughs> and that's how. And it, then it, and then there's a collective yeah, yeah, <laughs> right yeah, after it. it. <laughs> everybody it's, it's, everybody it's, on the line is right. part of that team. Yeah. Just like, just. I
3: you know, hear a lot of just people go boom and you know <laughs> and you know, <laughs> and, you know like, screaming and, <laughs> and celebrating. Yeah, it's it's amazing. So the technology.
2: I mean, the technology around it changes a lot, right? So, how do you identify a target? How do you pinpoint its location on the ground, you know? What kind of devices can see through right. smoke, can see through mm-hmm. the dark, can see through, you know, whatever, and then how how do you, once you see it, how do you pinpoint its exact location on the map, right? What kind of GPS devices, laser devices, assist you in that way and then how do you communicate that data quickly to a place where you can compute a solution right and then how do you quickly compute a solution right what kind of computer do you use that computes that solution and then how do you get that solution down to the firing piece to the gun and then how quickly can they you know match up all the the, the product to get it into the howitzer to get it downrange to get it to land and then as you' were saying, To get it to function the way you want it to function on the target because that's what i mean it's it's a science right so like we watch football right you watch football and and you you know you you wonder (laughs) you know what the next play is going to be but then you just watch it right you're not you know what the next play is going to be just so you don't know right same play every time but if you're in that that business i'm sure it would be not an entertaining game of football it would be tony romo
0: knows what the next play is going to be it would
2: be crazy right i mean it might even take some of the fun out of it for the for the person who just casually watches
0: football right
2: and the same thing in in this business too you know it's it, there, there's so much that goes into it that simply hooking up the string to the back of the tube and yanking on it you know is the part that everybody likes but all the other stuff that goes into it all the stuff that really bogs you down mm-hmm. um, a lot of which is technology, right? Technology improves. Somebody has a great idea. This technological advance is going to make your life easier.
1: But it just adds another piece to right. the entire, entire piece, pie, right. you know, so, so gone are the
2: days when, you know, a soldier on a hill with a pair of binoculars and a map right. and a compass says, that's it right there. And I'm,
1: I'm
2: re- <laughs> reasonably that. sure yeah. that I'm going to be able to get him to fall there at some point before that person has the ability to leave. And then it's, you know, a test of wills against, you know, their maneuverability and your accuracy. Mm-hmm. Now it's not that way anymore at all. Well, yeah, right? and it's, all
0: the restrictions on what you can and can't hit and... Yeah, and, and so
2: now you try, right, the, the first one. The permission
0: to hit something. Right, right,
2: after you get through all that, then what you want to have is that first one. And the only one that comes out is the one that has the effect that you want, right? Right. Costs less money, exposes you to, you know, to it exposes you to the enemy or your mm-hmm. exposure to the enemy. So the technology that goes into that, all of that, it, it's incredible. So when you look at a piece of steel, you know, the projectile, the actual projectile
3: issue, that doesn't change much, right? I mean, you have to it's have been, something. It's been out. almost the same for decades, yeah. except for some couple of technological advances, yeah. which is mainly the GPS mm-hmm. and laser systems. That's it. You,
2: you have to have something that explodes. Right. You have to have something that uh you know, illuminates. You have to have something that produces smoke. I mean, those things just typically are, you know, something that, that causes fire. You know, you typically just got to plan, you know, you you, you you improve around that. Uh, do you want it to explode in the air? Do you want it to explode when it hits the ground? Do you want it to explode 10 feet off the ground? I mean, mm-hmm. it, you know, where do you want this thing? That kind of stuff, right? Do you want, want this go. thing to, yeah. right, do you want this thing right to penetrate you know, something, and then explode. And uh, so that's where the... skew.
3: even. we got, you know, to the obscure, the obscure movement, our target, or, you know... Or, or, you know, in some cases, they
2: can help guide, too, right? So they can actually adjust with, with deployed fins, and they can make small adjustments in... Flight. Oh, in route? Yeah. It, small adjustments, not, mm-hmm. you know, not big adjustments. You're still you're still throwing... <laughs> you're still throwing 90 pounds that direction, right? I mean, right. Um, you, you can alter its flight path a little bit through... you know, through um, geometry but uh, or physics, the law of physics, but but not a whole lot. So anyway, yeah, there's there's a lot of technology. And I've seen a little bit of it. Uh Sergeant Major's seen a little bit of it. You know, he's he comes from the, the observation side of it, I come from the delivery side of it. We used to have bags of powder propellant. And you would have a for you know you'd just have a tube, right? A metal tube and inside would be a bunch of increments of powder. And you'd them out and they'd be in bags it'd be like cornhole bags You know, yeah. you'd pull them out and you know you stuff five of them in there you stuff three of them in there and then you take the other three you put them you know off to the side and then you'll burn them somewhere right because you can't you don't reuse them right you just get another thing out so each one gets its own but now you got cellulose canisters they're they're like tuna cans a little bit bigger they're like you know
3: potted right. meat cans it's Meat the like beans you
2: stick up in the tube and the whole thing <laughs> the multi-family occurs. tuna can think that way. yeah, right. mm-hmm. yeah. You know. and it's gone right <laughs> you, you open the you open the bore back up and blam on it the sucker's gone so <laughs> um, so th- the technology changes uh,
3: around the projectile I guess.
0: what's the best job on the gun
3: I would say nothing on the gun at the Ford Reserve yeah i there's nothing so i've been on i've been i've been at first Sergeant at a gun battery um a forward observer um I would say my best time was in the gun line at first Sergeant. okay being able to build everything on the gun is is fine I don't know every soldier wants to be the guy that's basically the number one man okay you know where you know and he's basically the guy who pulls the lanyard right so that's
0: but that could be really like anybody that could be
3: anybody yeah <laughs> um but honestly that um there's nothing that, on that gun system that's not fine about it. I'll be honest with you. I, I know you've you fired, fired a gun before, I've fired a gun before, I've worked with them before. And I'll be honest with you, um, coming from a background of being the an observer and going down to the gun line was a complete different transition in my life. I had to learn a whole new career field um, that I'd never do before. And um, that was a challenge. It took me about a year to get used to it, once I figured it out, you know. But it, I'll be honest with you, I've, um, every soldier there's not one job they didn't like. Okay. They, they, it is probably one of the best jobs I, I would say in the army is, like, you know, people can say, "Well, Tinker is the same way." No, Tinker, that driver sits there and falls asleep. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. You know, but um, no, it, it is by far. I would say there's nothing there as, a, as my personal experience that was not fun to do.
0: Right.
3: Yeah. Every piece has its certain things you got to do, and as a collective team, this thing's gonna shoot.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a you team know. effort watching everybody yeah, get I, it together. I'd have
1: to say, like, my time my time as a combat engineer, like, years ago, uh, one of the most fun times I've had was building a bridge together with mm-hmm. other people. You know, yeah. we're all moving this piece here together as a team, and it's just all these pieces are moving. And I see the same thing when I watch these crews uh, fire a gun. You yeah, know, they're yeah. talking to each other yeah, the whole exactly. time. Yeah, exactly. And it's just, it seems like they're just having a blast.
2: Yeah. I think you you talk. Literally. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) An actual blast. Right. (laughs) So if you talk to, if you talk to a cannon crew member, you know, being on the gun, that's, that's it right there. Right. Just being on the gun. Because when you're, when you're a cannon crew member, you're going to work your way through all the positions. Right. And, And so which position is the most fun? Who knows? It's up to you. But being on the guns, like that's where it's at. People will fight to stay. On the gun. And mm-hmm. they'll fight to stay with their crew, too. Oh, right. yeah. I mean, it gets pretty, and, and, and we foster that, right? Because you want to go, you want to leave your job right. Monday through Friday, and you want to go hang out with people you like, right? Mm-hmm.
1: And
0: blow stuff up. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's not, let's be real, right? You yeah. Know, you're a young person starting out in life, or you're not just starting out in life. You, you know, you, you want to go have a good time. Right. You want to hang out with people you like. You want to hang out with your friends. You built a team. And you're working on this this gun. This is your gun. Right. Like this this sucker is yours. Mm-hmm. It's
3: the ownership's there.
2: Yeah. You, you put your name on it. You know.
1: You come up team. with that as a team. You come yeah. up with it as right. a team. You name it as a team.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: Right. Yeah. And and you these are the people that you're going to know later on in life. And if you really embrace it, you know you're getting together outside of a of a drill weekend. But right. but I think you ask them and they'll say it's the gun. It's all about the gun. This goes this goes back. To times when they didn't have fire direction centers, when they didn't have observers, when when you had a cannon and it was on the battlefield and it was not very far back right. from the front lines, and you know you elevated it a little bit and you shot over your friend, you know mm-hmm. your buddy's right. heads, <laughs> and hopefully this cannonball bounced, you know,
0: right.
2: in such a fashion that it would it you know, your damage. friends, yeah, right, <laughs> do damage on the other end, not yours. Um, that's it. That's like the most basic, of it, right? But then you ask. Somebody like the sergeant major here. Well, what's the most fun? Oh, being on the hill. Oh, it's, it's just, it's incredible, right? The barbecues are amazing. Right, right. You, know, you're, you you're get a, to watch everything. Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: You're actually, it, it, you know, you're shooting a gun through a pair of binoculars or, or observing, mm-hmm. so it's, you're controlling the gun line. So it's a different experience, right? Right. Uh, and then you work your way back from that. I mean, we've got people that work in the fire direction center that said, oh, this, this is it. This is where it happens. Like, the guns don't move. And nothing goes downrange, And the observers don't talk without the fire direction center. And so people that work in the fire direction center, those are some of the closest teams that you find. Um, those soldiers that sit on those computers and stand over those maps um, for, you know, 12 to 16 hours um, at a stretch. I mean, they're, mm-hmm. you get and, – and have to concentrate. Like, right. aren't just, you know, aren't just awake, you know, yeah. and, and eating – But they're concentrating, like they go through these ups and downs, like, you know, okay, I'm good. I'm sharp. Okay, I got to take a I got to take a mental break here. No, I have to be good and sharp, you know.
3: The dedication there. The dedication. So you just it
2: depends on who you ask. It really depends. And that's why I think that's why when when you go out to a training exercise, you see a lot of people want to filter through the battalion and they really want to go see everything. Right, they want to go to the gun line, right? Because they want to hear the loud boom, but you can't see it, right? So mm-hmm. they want to go to the hill, right? Because they want to see the sucker land, mm-hmm. and then they start to think to themselves, "Well, how did you guys just make that happen?" Right? right? They can't see what you see. You can't tell them what to do, right? Right, and so they got to go. They want to go then to figure out where it all happens. Like, where does the magic happen? Right? And so they go there and take. And, and I think it. It. it you are where you stand i think that's what it is and we don't get a lot of people inside the artillery community that say hey i've done fire direction for a little while i want to go to the gun line you just don't get that it's 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 odd it's, a, it's an anomaly right um,
3: you have people are who leave our battalion for a year thinking the grass is greener and they're right. and, they, and they come back going man alive it was no fun. i wanted to come back i wanted to do what i knew best right um, so
2: getting the guns get, getting the guns we call it singing you know Get, getting the, the soldiers on the gun line, getting the guns shooting, uh, doing it at the very the most basic level so that you don't have a lot of lag and right. planning at the upper echelons. We can emulate that, simulate that in a different environment a different time of year so that it doesn't take away because you don't want people sitting on the gun line and sitting on the hill right? That also is a killer. Yeah, right that, that's also bad. Because you talk about the difference between a paladin and a triple seven. You got a Winnebago here, right? Right. You should see the after two weeks in the field, um, you know. You should see the the soldiers get very uh, ingenuitive. Um,
0: Super clean. No trash. No trash. I mean, at the end of two weeks, they come out (laughs) of there. Smelling great. They come out of there,
2: and they're covered in grease, and then the dirt sucks them sticks to the grease. (laughs) Last year,
0: when I was at XETC, I was out all day at. Ranges and then I was I had to go run an errand in Yakima and I went to the bathroom and I was like <laughs> oh my gosh my face <laughs> was just caked yeah. and I was only out there for like the whole morning mm-hmm. and I just couldn't even imagine. It.
2: Oh, and you see some of these some of these guys come out and these guys yeah. come out and and you know the ones that are working on the gun line, right because their boots are stained right right mm-hmm. and
3: grease and oil, and, there's grease and oil there's grease and oil dirt caked
2: in caked in you know there's hydraulic fluid I mean it's, it's everywhere right it's, yeah. it's like you know the, the new ones that come in and they're wearing their 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 uniform and you're like you're new that's going to change and they're, they're all nice uniform. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you see the careerists that are out there and they got the old tankers, with the nomex suit on yeah and, you know and you're like no, nope. he knows what's going on because he doesn't want to buy a new <laughs> uniform <you> know, <laughs> prematurely but uh it it's a lot of fun um it but again it's just uh
3: it just depends who you ask but I mean, you got, I mean, it, it, you think of the field artillery itself it as artillery artilleryman. We got artillerymen in every maneuver, maneuver battalion. Right. You're looking at, um, we are the most spread out, like engineers, even the same thing. You got engineers in every battalion. But right. But we're even spread out even more than that. We got down to the platoon level, company level battalion for the maneuver units. So you're looking at, really, you know, we have, I'd probably say we have the most influence in the, in the state just
2: <laughs> the, that that, that the battalion is responsible for the the battlefield operating systems it is greater than you find in most others um, because then you got radar right you got right. you got the de- the detection um, assets and so you, you, you've Protection. got the you got the detection the observation the delivery of fires the the computation the, the data processing and then on top of that you got the planning the staff planning because you got staff planning elements all over. so you got all these disciplines you got a he, the brigade commander requires um, all of these to work in harmony, uh, not only inside the battalion, but without the battalion, you know, outside the battalion too, upon, or, you know, based on direction from the brigade headquarters. So it's very interesting. Uh, it's, it's been, it's been one of the, it's been absolutely hands down the most fun job I've ever had to serve, nice. to serve the guns of the battalion and the soldiers in the battalion and try, try, I mean, and, and it, it is the hardest thing I've ever had to do in my life, me and my family to run as fast as the battalion is going. I right. mean, it's, it's crazy. Just I, there's no way you can stay out in front of all of it. Um, because there's just so many people doing such different things, but you all have to be doing, you all have to be doing it in concert. So I, I a lot of times feel like I'm a you know, conductor, and I'm just I'm standing in the front of this thing, and 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 one one of the band members looks to the other direction, and I'm like, oh no no, no. Yes, I gotta focus on that, and then the one over here looks in the other, oh, you know, and and all the while, you know, I, I'm you know, kind of the crowd is you know the rest of the brigade, and they're like, so, Jimmy, is the concert gonna happen here? And you're like, yeah yeah, just trust me, <laughs> trust me, you know, like, we got this, we got this, come on guys, you know, gals.
0: Focus. Just blame range control, if yeah. all else fails.
2: Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just blame range control? Yeah. Oh,
3: man. <laughs> I don't know. I've never had a bad experience
0: Maybe like a delayed experience.
3: <laughs> but it's, it's not their fault or even ours. Right. It's a matter of just... Situations. Yeah. Range control. I mean, I've never had any bad experiences with range control. Hey, well, you might know Fort Lewis Range Control is another story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so for sure. Great, I mean, GBLM. i Yeah, we've had a great.
1: They're not listening right now. No. Don't no. worry. We've had a
0: great. <laughs> They're had definitely a not with, listening.
2: With uh, range control out in Yakima. I mean, that's. For, for our discipline, that's the place to go train. We need. Right. We, we consume vast amounts of space. Oh, yeah. We cannot train. We can train in very small spaces, but you cannot. So even training at the, even doing a live fire at the gun level, at the section level, you know, when you're just evaluating this one piece of of artillery, you still require vast quantities of of space to do that. I can't do that from an armory, right? Um, A
3: kilometer. And shoot live. One square kilometer for one battery to shoot.
2: So we we're really we really have a good relationship with range control right. in Yakima, and I think they know that they they understand they realize what it is that we need to train. And I have never had a bad experience.
3: I tell you what, though, I've, they're, they're very accommodating. Before. Actually,
2: they're very accommodating. I had some that's awesome eye opening experiences in this last year, though. I've never I've been in the eighty first brigade. I, I used to, you know, sometimes I'll tell the the really junior soldiers how many years I've spent. In Yakima and it's sad at this point right but uh, no it's 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 been the best time of my life absolutely hands down and I talk about it with um, I I I love it I really love it but this summer I've never seen so many people in one place at one time the 81st Brigade's there they're doing the XCTC exercise or event you've got California, Oregon, Washington Mm -hmm. and then other pit- or other units inside the Washington Urban National Guard, they're all supporting this one exercise, and we're shooting live rounds. And I saw Yakima get
3: real small, real quick. Yeah. Real quick. I mean, you're talking, you know, we we're, were, we're on expansion. We were all the way back to elementary control. Right. Yeah, it was just. I mean, there were times you go anywhere you see somebody. Yeah. Yeah, there were times where you, you know you didn't have to drive very far in Yakima to be
2: alone. Like, yeah. you're you're going to be alone here. You feel <laughs> alone and i don't think i ever felt alone in yakima last summer i think it's just part of what we're getting to understand is the new way of doing business you know a lot of the units from fort Lewis are going to yakima to train Um, but you've got uavs flying around overhead Uh, you've got helicopters now flying around overhead you've got over that hill is a battalion headquarters. Over that hill is a battalion headquarters. Right. On the other side of the impact area is another battalion training. Right. And, and, you know, everybody's on the road going back to the rear for something. You're like,
0: let's get this shot group real tight.
2: <laughs> and, and you think about it. You're like, man, I – yeah, it's like, okay, at, at some point now, you know,
3: you're not alone. And so you're really – yeah, you're really – you really have to polish up your game. Yeah. And speaking of polishing, all those units are out there. That means the impact area has units around it. Right. Yeah. So now our safety is even yes. more critical. Yes. Know? And that was that was the biggest thing where I noticed last summer was I was nervous about rounds being fired out or, right. you know, you know it, that was, you know, but overall, I our battalion did outstanding last year, but it was,
2: well, you start to think, you're like, okay, you know, is it Running around as a battalion commander and watching the gun line from a hill. Right. You don't understand that. The, I mean, you do, right? But it's, I'm just not used to seeing a helicopter right. fly on the backside of the gun line while we're shooting. And so my natural instinct is to say, stop shooting. Right. A problem here, right? Right. Shared airspace and stuff like that, yeah. Yeah. And, and a couple of minutes later, a couple of conversations, you're like, oh, all this is coordinated and synchronized. And range control is, is at the heart of it. And right. And you're like, oh, so it's that comfort level you just get over that after, after doing it for so long and you, you don't it's not comfortable but yeah I, I, again training in yakima the only problem with yakima yakima's biggest problem and i don't know if yakima uh i don't know if the people who work in yakima will ever solve this but it's the mountain pass between yakima
3: and I five. That's Yakima's <laughs> biggest
2: problem.
3: <laughs> um, you know how many times I've gone that southern route through Portland to come home and eight hours later cut back to Olympia Armory and eight hours later I get back.
0: Have you ever gone through uh, um Chinook Pass? Yeah.
3: Not with a house. Oh well, yeah, that's <laughs> true. That's true. So we're restricted, but, but we but we can take a house, oh, that's only yeah. one route. Unless we go the southern route. There's only two routes we can take, which is yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, so if, what's the other if, route? Southern route?
1: No, you said there's two routes. Snowqualmie. Snow Pass. Snowqualmie, okay.
3: Down through Oregon. I, I yeah, Oof.
0: you have to time it right.
3: In January, February, March? No. never, right. uh-uh. it. never so time it right. Forget about it. So once Yakima
2: right. figures that out, then we're, then <laughs> <laughs> we're hot, right? Just but, yeah. have until the then,
0: helicopters take
2: <laughs> <off>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Again, it's the mountain pass. It's <laughs> easy enough, right? <laughs> yeah, it's easy I mean, We always just, get there
1: just just fine. relocate back. to Yakima. Yeah, coming
3: yeah. 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 back, we have a problem. Back to the there, history, though. We yeah. Got right in there, Southwest know, Washington. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so what What is the uh, the battalion got on the horizon? Like 50-meter target, 300-meter target?
2: So we are involved in both the 81st Brigade upcoming deployments okay. to Poland and Ukraine. Um, a substantial amount. Actually, a... a a very substantial amount of the battalion will be supporting bowl. um Sending a, a battery to Poland
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, with a, a fire support element for the infantry battalion that's going and a small slice of mechanics. Uh, so they're looking forward to that. And we're also sending quite a few um, junior, well, I'd call them mid-grade um, leaders to Ukraine to help with the training mission. Nice, uh, cool. Working, you know, working in their specific discipline their artillery, the fires discipline. So, right. Um, it's going to be a great experience for soldiers serving in two one four six one that that want to deploy on the guns, you know, deploy with the guns, shoot the guns somewhere else. Mm-hmm. You know, train, um, train continually on the guns. Um, I think that's going to be an amazing and what a valuable asset oh, yeah, for, for the sure. battalion. This battalion is deployed with the 81st Brigade. Uh, each time it's deployed. Um, we have not taken the guns on either one of them. And so you don't get that experience right. right. The, the soldiers that come back from this are going to have a lifelong, um, they're just going to have that that experience. And they're going to be able to use that. And they're going to be able to download that. And the ones mm-hmm. who stick with the battalion will be able to, you know, they'll be those senior leaders that can refer back to that. And they're going to have a, a great width and breadth of knowledge. And then our... Uh, our soldier's going to Ukraine on that training mission. What a cool way to download some of your expertise and experience and sharpen, you know, sharpen the sword like sharpen your mm-hmm. own skills when right. it comes to um, when it comes to being an expert in your craft, right? Brilliance in the basics of what you do. So, um, even though we're sending an O4, we're sending a major, right? That, he's not doing basic stuff, but he's doing basic stuff at his level, right. right? And so he'll become he'll become very good at his craft at that level. So it's going to be It's gonna be a boon for the artillery battalion uh, as much as it is for the 81st Brigade. And since the entire battalion's not going, we're gonna also be able to leverage the ability to send a lot of people that want to go um, while still, you know, in certain cases, supporting those who uh, have a more traditional view of the National Guard, so. And I, for the first 10 years of my career, no longer than that, Uh traditional soldier. I, I, um, I always look at anything we do through that lens. Um, and Sergeant Major helps a ton uh, when it comes to that. So, yeah, so that that's on the, the battalion's um, glide path, if you will. And then uh, we've got a really, except for what's currently going on, obviously, notwithstanding, but... But outside of that, we've, we've got a good year planned, uh, of training that will really, really benefit the E6 and below the section, uh, leader and below, um, going to give a lot of time back, um, to, to that cohort within the battalion to train, to become really, really good at what they do. Um. And so I, I think that next year, this next year is going to be a fun time to be in the artillery community at any level
0: that mm-hmm. you're in. So. Okay.
3: Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. It's going to be an interesting year, that's for sure. It's coming it, up. It's going to be an interesting <laughs> year. With, people, with, uh, with, with, with all of our battalion gone and then right. you know, maintain the rest of it. But we said we, like you said, we have a very substantial plan. Yeah. In, nice. In, in place right now, currently, to uh, to ensure that they get the valuable, the, I'm probably, probably almost the most valuable training they're going to get. Right. in years because of the, um, the small structure we're going to have mm-hmm. so. Cool.
1: so you brought it up a little bit ago just in this last comment um, I like, kind of like to talk about the, the state mission as well like mm-hmm. we're going through an unprecedented pandemic and especially for the guard it's like every state and territory has people active
0: 40,000 mm-hmm. plus guardsmen yes, throughout the across country.
1: the entire country biggest since Katrina yeah. what are you guys doing?
2: What are, what are your folks doing? We have soldiers from Walla Walla, uh, Benton County, Walla Walla, all the way um, to I-5 north and south. Yeah. Um, it, it's so
0: a lot of food bank missions? A lot of food yeah. bank missions, yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah.
2: Okay. okay. That's what we're doing almost exclusively. Uh, two of my battery commanders are doing that. Um, I visited the soldiers in Walla Walla not too long ago, and –
0: operation uh, is massive. Three of
2: the food banks. I went to three of the food banks yeah. uh, with it them. it is very
0: massive.
2: Yeah. And they're really enjoying the work that they're doing. They're, in, it's it's different when you walk away from your your job, right? Your your MOS, your specialty, whatever you right. want to call it, and you start to do the National Guard mission um, that you just talked about. Yeah. You don't really ever – I mean, some people fight fires. Right. But those things, they, they cycle through the fires, and they don't happen every year. I mean, we got 10,000
1: people in the Army and Air right. Guard in yeah. Washington. Not everybody is going to get called up no, for a
2: yeah, certain no, mission. No. But this. But, but they're, you know, they're enjoying, and they can see it, right? Yeah. They, and they, it's
0: their community. It's their
2: community, and they, they are looking at the faces of those in the community and – they can see the benefit. They can see the direct benefit now of that. And I think it is giving it's, – it's just giving them a sense of accomplishment and a sense of pride. Um, and, and to be honest with you, I, I haven't heard any grumblings within the battalion. Uh, you rarely do. About anything. Yeah. I mean, and so they're, hap- me, no. they're happy to serve and happy to be out there. Um, and, and we've had a lot of – a lot of our battalion has volunteered to continue on as – as this gets
3: extended um,
2: which says a lot to how the soldiers feel about what they're doing. Yeah. So. yeah.
3: You're looking at, um, talking about community, right, the community-based part right. of it. I got soldiers from Longview in Walla Walla, for example, and we got soldiers from Longview up in the Seattle area. Um, but you're looking at the community part of it. You're talking to, like, like I was talking to one of my soldiers the other day, Staff Sergeant Davis. He was home for a couple of days and saw his just watch his daughter do a competition. I saw him and talked to him about it, he goes, he goes, it makes me feel the state is, we're all, clo- as a unit, we're closer, we're, at a state level, we're closer. We've, he goes, I go to Walla Walla, and it's like, I'm part of their family. Right. He goes, it's no different. Yeah. And I go talk to the community, and talk to people in the community, they appreciate us, they're all thankful that we're there helping, and, and it's, it's cool to hear that from a soldier that, I mean, he's, you know, four hours from home. Right. You know, and it's not easy for us to take, run down home real quick and see his family and go back again. And um, he goes. He goes. I, f- I feel as if I'm making an impact or difference. That's what's really key. Is they they mm-hmm. they know that they're doing something to make a difference.
1: There's something about emergencies that kind mm-hmm. of brings us yeah. all together as a as a team as a family, mm-hmm. you know. And 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 I I like to say that that's what sets the guard apart from all the other services, is that you got that service mindset right off the bat. You know, just like our mission is to to help the community in times of need. So.
0: And I know a lot of the food banks, too, that I've been to is they're so thankful because the guardsmen come in, and they're so efficient right off the bat. <laughs> yeah, they're just yeah. like, what can I do? How can I help? Mm. And so there's all this reciprocal appreciation from every side, from, from the food banks that they're assisting and then the community members that are, are getting that benefit as well.
3: Nice. It's been yeah, totally.
0: pretty awesome.
2: Yeah. And, and the soldiers are going to carry that with them. You know, I, these are the conversations for I had. Sure. You're gonna, re, You're going to remember those that you worked with. You're going to learn stuff about yourself and others. And when this is all over and behind you, you're, when you become the next generation of, right. of leaders in this organization, you're going to have those to draw back on. Mm-hmm. And for the soldiers that are really young in the organization, you're going you're gonna to be able to look at that and understand that you did something, you, you had the opportunity you had the privilege to, to serve right. and to give back, and and not just go, not that it's not fun to go to Yakima and shoot artillery, right? But you had you had the honor and the privilege to do something above and beyond that, right? And a so, real
0: impact, right? Yeah, Putting really, food mm, on, on someone's table, yeah. Which yeah. Is,
2: which makes I think you know for whatever reason you elect to serve, some piece of mm-hmm. there's a there's a piece of that inside of of everybody who decides to serve, yeah. And and I think that you, you flex that muscle, you, you you exercise that muscle a little bit, and, and you just, you just won't forget it. So,
3: yeah. for sure. I mean, you're talking like from fighting forest fires to floods to COVID nineteen. You know, mm-hmm. it's every memory. You know, I mean, I I, I know you fought. I fought forest fires. I've I've gonna with floods. I've now dealing with COVID nineteen issues. You're talking, what a memory these souls are going to maintain. Right. Mm-hmm. My closest friend is still the guy that I fought fires with right you know we're still to this day we're one of the two, two best friends um, but that is that's where that community piece you'll see it it's like they actually give back you know i, I can go to uh, uh, Leavenworth now and just talk about my experience in 94 and the people are like oh my gosh you were here thank you so much and they're so appreciative and that also builds that community thing that right. that touch of community that we need in our state and honestly it's, a, it's our battalion strongly but it's really cool to see how that occurs within the state mm-hmm. as well to see that mm-hmm. that bond. And especially right now during COVID-19, there's a strong bond out there to, you know, I, I call it the, uh, uh it's, it's, it's going to be a fierce bond. It's going to be unbreakable. I think when this is all over and, and it's going to be, we're going to be closer as a state and as a, as a guard and as a battalion because of it.
2: Yep. Agreed. For sure. I look forward to coming back. I, I look forward to doing my job and again, it's an honor and a privilege to serve and I don't just say that it is, um, But I have friends and I have developed friendships in the National Guard that keep me coming back, that are now my family. At at my point in life, you know, when you're young, you got this big network, right? (laughs) (laughs) You have this huge network of of friends and whatever when you're young. And then as you get older, your responsibilities get more, family grows. And next thing you know, you know, that that necks down a little bit. And, uh, and, you really foster the the friendships with the people that you know you're closest to and uh, I, I find that in the garden. and that's a really unique experience and it's that's kinda where I'm kinda where I'm at now. Like even if uh, even if my attitude wasn't the same, I would come back for my Sergeant Mate.
0: As <laughs> 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 he well, knows i have at my
3: rank i have no friends in the battalion, <laughs> before, so he in the battalion. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably coming off all wrong i probably didn't i think that
0: you guys are supposed to be battle buddies that's how it,
3: that's how it goes and, you know honestly we have a great relationship i, yeah. I, I want to say a battle buddy thing yeah. we do i mean i honestly we talk regularly we have i think
0: successful command teams always oh. embrace the battle buddy
3: system oh we do we yeah, do. do we um, I mean, neither um, of us are big drinkers, but I tell you one thing, we'll have a coffee together and we'll, we laugh and we have a good time. And then when it sounds serious business, it's, we, yeah. we I say we match very well. Yep. I think that, um, I would probably say this is, um, I've had multiple command teams from the first round to now. Right. I think there's two that were the strongest and this is probably one of them. Nice.
0: Awesome. Yeah. I don't have anything Do else. you guys have anything that Did you wanted miss to anything?
3: add or? I don't Something do you want to I mean? Remember. Really, honestly, <laughs> I just, <laughs> no, I just enjoyed
2: being able to come here and and talk. Uh, I was a little nervous to be honest with you at the beginning, but uh, with my battle buddy here by my side, I, I'm, this we're microphone not, we're is not so very daunting.
0: intimidating. No, not at all. No. I, I I think I, yeah, just
2: the ability to to kind of share, you know, what we got going on in the battalion and how we look at how we look at our how we look at ourselves. And the battalion at large and uh, the passion that um, that the soldiers in the battalion have uh, for what they do. I think that's the artillery community Mm -hmm. is is of it's built up of a a bunch of big personalities here in the state of Washington. And uh, we don't necessarily you know, I, I don't think you have to ask somebody or you have to be around somebody too long to figure out that they're an artilleryman, but, uh, We're but it is be deaf. Yeah. Yeah. We talk a little louder. <laughs> I'm
1: sure that that is <laughs> There's a lot pathetic. of screening at drill.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, thanks for having us. No, we yeah,
0: definitely, we really actually, this is yeah. our second yeah. battalion interview and well, it's well, actually been now
3: we were the first I was excited about this that's the other way get you here you would have been really the first last week yeah last week but it's been really
0: um, it's been really fun actually we didn't. We weren't sure how they were going to go but we've actually really liked we really, really like yeah. it uh, we did three of the 161 one, yeah, and we now we did three of the 161 one. now you guys and then we got uh, General Dent and Sergeant Major Honeycutt tomorrow and hopefully we'll get some more battalions yeah uh,